my tab got stuck. Uh, rookie, rookie mistake. Was a terrible rookie mistake. Because usually we like to synchronize our beer openings, and you know that one just didn't quite hit the mark. Looks at camera. Now that's a good beer. Yes, I was actually really excited about this one. So uh, we uh, we shop at Costco quite a bit. You know, shop in bulk. You stock up for the month. It's a Mormon thing. And uh, I came across this case of beer, and I was like, "Oh, that looks kind of interesting." And it's a Kirkland Signature brand beer. It's Citra Hop Session IPA. So Costco has their own beer. And it's pretty good. Yeah, right? I actually really liked it. This yeah. is a good beer. At first, I took a sip, and I was like, I'm not sure. But then after I had one, I was like, oh, that's actually really good. And now it's like it's super good. And, of course, it's from Costco, so I have like a shit ton of them. <laughs> so I'm in a good spot. Hey, God, real quick. Uh, I was just at Costco today, right? I already, I already told them off uh, air that I spent like 500 bucks there. Anyways, when I was at in line, the guy behind me, no joke, had seven thirty packs of Budweiser in his cart, and I looked at him and just laughed like without thinking. <laughs> it was this guy in a construction suit, and like he kind of looked irritated at me. I was like, "Oh, oops." Oh, so he's probably taking it back to the construction site for all. No, the yeah, yeah, I, I'm sure. Um, so I have an interesting story. Oh, okay. Um, I have to kind of preface it with uh, something else. So I've lived in this house for I don't know, maybe like three years, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe two and a half. Anyways, you know, my first couple months living in the house. Um, I heard a knock on my door, and it was like this aggressive knock. And, you know, this I uh, used to work nights, so this is like 7 a.m. This is before we worked from home, too, yeah? Yeah, yeah. So I'm just tired as hell. I'm in pajamas. I don't have a shirt on. And, uh, like, it's an, and they knock again. It's very aggressive. You just answer, like, what the hell do you want? Yeah, so I'm pissed, okay? So I go over the door, and I open it, and there's three armed cops. Whoa. Yeah. What did and you do? And they asked for a person. And they're like, does it so-and-so work here or live here? And I was like, uh, no. And they were like talking amongst themselves, like whether they believe me or not. And they're like, okay. And they left. <laughs> I, I was actually really intimidated because I've never, you know, I respect law enforcement. I think it's a noble job, but it's very intimidating. To have three armed policemen at your door? And I'm in your pajamas and no shirt on. So like, <laughs> I look white trash. Like they're probably like, this guy's full of crap. He's from the trailer park. Anyways, so they, they asked for a certain person. And this person, I've been getting their mail for the last three years. I keep putting return to center on the mail. Anyways, today, I get something in the mail, and it's already basically open, right? And I I pull it out, because it's the only thing I got, the only thing I got today. And all it said was that person's name, and they were registered as a sex offender. Holy shit, are you serious? Yeah. (laughs) Something about, like, they have to tell them where they're living within 30 days or something. It was really, um, really strange. Wow, so the person that lived here before was not a good person. Yeah, explains the dungeon. Yeah, oh, you have that like little cement room under your deck. Yeah, yeah. I don't feel comfortable here. You know, it's funny. Um, I, I thought there was a false wall behind it, so I came in. I, I went down there with a sledgehammer. Did I tell you that? No. And I broke open a little spot, and some kid had put marbles into like this weird cement sleeve hole. I don't yeah. know if I like that. Yeah, like I was like, I bet these marbles are from like the '80s or something. But anyways, uh, yeah. Wow, what a way to start the episode. Cleet's former uh, house owner. Welcome to Utah. No, no, that's not what Utah's known for. <laughs> oh, anyway, well, that's an interesting story. But uh, welcome back to Enter the Abyss. Thank you for tuning in. Yeah. So this week. Uh, 
we are going to another Reddit episode. And this one's actually spawned from a couple episodes back, or even last episode, because we had talked about a truck, a trucker. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm genuinely curious, like, what they see when they're doing their long hauls and what they yeah. see in the middle of nowhere. There's got to be some crazy stories. And, of course, when you want a crazy story, you go to Reddit. Yep, because it's always 100% fact. So what is the top – what is our Reddit thread, Cleet? What is it called? Um, so we're going to be going over long-haul truckers. What is the creepiest slash paranormal thing you've seen on the road at night? Oh, my God. You know, there's trucker lore, right? There you know, is. It's a, commu- it's a community. Truckers, like, it's their own little personal community. Yeah, and you know? I mean, the the Reddit thread focuses is like most paranormal, but I'm sure we'll get some other stories that maybe aren't quite as paranormal, but I think they see – so much shit on their on their travels oh yeah i gotta say i love these episodes although they're not they're not our most popular but i think they're genuinely creepy yeah all right man take the lead this one is from pirate underscore fredder maybe a bit off the mark but it still scared the crap out of me i was headed west on i-76 here in denver just cruising along at about 70 miles an hour out of nowhere i saw a massive almost solid cloud of what looked to be dirt coming at me see that's scary because it's like um you don't know if like there's cars ahead of you yeah you know like a windstorm that's just kicking up a bunch of sand you don't know if there's any like, cars parked right or you can't stop a truck mm-hmm. and he's going 70 miles an hour so it's gonna take him a minute to stop if he has to i'd say it was at least 20 feet wide and 10 feet tall i scanned ahead of me but couldn't see any vehicle it could have come from with nowhere to go, I slowed down and took the hit, hoping there wasn't anything big enough in there to come through the windshield or jack up my truck. It was pretty loud as I smashed through it. The instant it hit, I knew it was not dirt. I immediately hit the washers because I couldn't see a damn thing through all of the carnage. Does my, it hail? <laughs> my, oh, carnage. All right, I go ahead. Know. Sorry. No, you're good. My windshield was painted with guts. <laughs> what? Oh. Turns out it was bees. Freaking huge bees. It sounded like rocks when they hit. Oh my, can you imagine hitting a 10-foot wall of bees? So now we need to blame truckers for killing the honeybee. Yeah, that's why they're going extinct. This guy just took out like 50% of the population. (laughs) I can't even imagine seeing that swarm if I was walking. They would kill the crap out of anything in their path. (laughs) Could you imagine walking into that? Yeah, but you just killed the crap out of them. No, dude. You'd see a 10-foot by 20-foot wave of bees. You can't get anywhere quick enough. That scares the <laughs> shit out of me. And you just have to run into it. I like the comment. It's like, hi, I'd like to buy this movie plot from you. <laughs> Great B movie Great material. Great B movie material. What actor, though? What actor? Oh, who would play the truck driver? Bruce Campbell. Yes. I'd take I'd that say, heartbeat. Yeah, Bruce Campbell. That's it right there. Bruce Campbell, if you're listening, you need to go to your studio and you need to make this movie. I like reading the small ones, right? So this one's from Valor592. I was driving near Las Vegas at around 3 a.m. I'd been following a few black SUVs along the highway for a good hour or so. Jesus, dude, this is the cartel. They're dumping a body. That's what what I'm thinking. (laughs) Uh, Especially because, you know, Vegas. They had Nevada plates that were single-digit numbers in order. One, two, and three. That's got to be some kind of, like, government shit. Yeah. It would be cool if he saw it, like... Three, two, one. He's like, fuck, what's going to oh, happen? <laughs> Looking around. <laughs> uh, suddenly, they all pulled off the highway down a dirt path. Yeah, they're totally getting rid of a body. <laughs> there was no mile marker or cactus that would indicate a path there. It was just dirt. After pulling off the road, they all turned their lights off. 
I didn't stick around. It was creepy. Smart. He's so, like, I'm going to follow these guys. What's yeah, going on? Yeah, I'm going to figure this out. <laughs> Where are you out? guys going? That's a quick way to die. So there, there, there's a comment here. Hang on. So the comment is, according to DMV uh, website, special license plates are also issued to a number of Nevada law enforcement agencies. Oh, see, I knew it. But state elected officials and the Nevada congressional delegation. Plate one belongs to the Nevada governor. Two belongs to the lieutenant governor. Who the fuck has and three? Three. Like, you just stop there. <laughs> three belongs to the governor of dude. Something uh, shady. Fifty one. Something shady happened. Government. <laughs> yeah, but it still doesn't explain. Like three a.m. outside of Vegas, going into a dirt path that you. It's not marked anywhere. Like, still something shady. This one is from. Hey, would you just go away? No, I won't. Westbound I-90 between Vantage and Ellensburg, Washington. Young woman in a summer dress and heels walking alone on the shoulder towards Ellensburg. No vehicles for miles, so I knew she didn't break down. If you are familiar with this stretch of 90, you know there aren't any houses either. It's desolate. I pull over and ask if she needs a ride. You she know, get- hang on. You know, uh, there, there was a story that my friend used to tell me him and his dad would do when they drive to Brighton. You know, to go snowboarding. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're such assholes. So, you know, th- you can either drive up there or take the bus. And the bus isn't cheap. No. So a lot of people try to hitchhike. <laughs> and what he told me... I don't like that you're is, laughing. Uh, <laughs> they would pull over for a hitchhiker while they're walking up to the car. Oh, they that's would just, so rude. They would peel off. <laughs> that was their <laughs> so thing. rude. <laughs> it's hilarious. Oh God! He's like, yeah, they'd flip us off and be all mad. See, but that's the thing is, I'd be worried about them like memorizing your license plate and your truck's getting keyed. Yep, they're like, that's the fucker that was pretending to pick us up. <laughs> Key, you missed me. You missed me. Hi, bitch. She gets in, says thank you, and I immediately see that she's been crying. I silently take her to the nearest gas station and let her out. She thanks me and tells me her boyfriend had gotten mad at her shortly before I had stopped and kicked her out. Dude, if you're reading this, I hope you rot in hell. That's not very nice. Yeah. Of the boyfriend to kick her out. The boyfriend, right. Yeah. I mean, I'm not on the boyfriend's side here. Like, that's... So, I mean, I'm not familiar with that stretch, but again, it's it sounds like it's a very desolate stretch. I mean, she a lot of these died. roads are. Yeah, absolutely. And some douchebag just drops her off. At least, like, have the decency. Like, if you're going to kick her off, kick her off in civilization. Like, yeah. Not in the middle of nowhere, because how bad would you feel... You get back home and she's never seen from again. Like you well, know, like she I don't died. think he would have felt bad because he probably you know thought about the implications. Yeah. So the next one is from Coco San. All right, whale. It's <laughs> how it's written. I'm not a trucker. Oh, I'm... so then why are they writing in the trucker feed? <laughs> yeah, should have been banned personally. I think <laughs> I'm not a trucker, nor do I want to talk about this. Feed. This isn't creepy at all. <laughs> However, so. He is a motorcyclist, which kind of makes it even more spooky. Drove home from my girlfriend's house, just a 20-minute ride. But it was 3 a.m., and the road goes through a forest without any streetlights. So creepy ambiance, okay. So I ride through the forest, already giving everything my little 50 ccm, 50, yeah, that's right, okay, dirt bike had in it back then. And suddenly on the side of the road, a fucking naked mannequin is standing. Oh, <laughs> See, I, I don't know. I don't think mannequins are that creepy, but people think okay. they're creepy. Right, mannequins in themselves, maybe not, but in the middle of the forest, you're driving home on your dirt bike, and there's just one mannequin on the side of the road. You're going to be freaked out. I'd stop you. it and punch it. I don't believe you. 
<laughs> I don't believe you'd probably piss your pants and just go faster. My old friend when she was 16 stole a mannequin from Victoria's Secret from the mall. <laughs> she told me all about it. She just went in there, undressed it, you know, just picked it up and it. walked out. Nobody uh, stopped her. I mean, hell, <laughs> it's like, I, you really want that mannequin? She had a mannequin in her room. I was like, how did you get it? And that's the story she told me. I mean, let's be honest, though. If there's any story you're going to steal a mannequin from, it's Victoria's Secret. It's, you know, easier to undress. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> there's just not a lot on Whoa! there. Whoa! Yeah, she used her teeth. Fair. Oh, my God. <laughs> she, like, turned on her, like, <laughs> sensual music. Made a strip tease out of it. When a man loves a woman. <laughs> all right. And they just bolted with the mannequin. They're like, all right, see ya. I mean, she could have stolen, like, I'm sure that the lingerie on it was worth more than the mannequin was by and a the, lot. And then a customer looked at an employee like, why didn't you stop her? And he and the employee said, you can't get in the way of true love. Wow. Yeah. That's poetic. Yeah. I'm sure that's exactly how it went down, too. I want to see the camera footage of that. You just see someone come in, undress it, and then just pick it up and walk out. And everyone's like, bye. You know, if I were her and she like was in court, I would say not guilty till the end. Just so someone saw that video. <laughs> not guilty. Not guilty. Not, not guilty. guilty. I just didn't do it. I, don't I mean, she about. really wanted it. We're spending a lot of time talking about a mannequin. Yeah, back to the story. Back to the story. I saw it appear in my headlights and drove by it only doing about 60 kilometers per hour. It's like, you know. Not American speed. Okay. Okay. It was scary as hell. A fucking mannequin standing there naked on the side of a dark road in the forest at 3 a.m. in the morning. Damn. I still get the shivers. I like that he kept pointing out that it's a naked mannequin. Yeah. Okay. This one is from KJ6BWB. Sounds like a radio station. Yeah, just how you said it. Now broadcasting from KJ6BWB tonight. Sting. And here's the story. I picked up a hitchhiker in my small Nissan Versa sedan, and we were driving down the freeway. First of all, I don't know if I could ever pick up a hitchhiker. I have. Dude, he was nuts. Today, just, I, I, don't, I don't think I could do it. I legit don't think, I, I would want to for like the humanitarian side of me, but like yeah. I don't think I could. Do you want to hear my story? Let's hear it. Okay. So, I did at one point have a long-term, uh, what do you call it? A relationship where a girl moved to a different state for a while, temporarily. I'd mm-hmm. go visit her, Wyoming. And I was driving back in the middle of the night. It was like one in the morning. Okay, and I had to stop at this like city where there's like maybe, I don't know, 5,000 people. You picked someone station. up at one in the morning. Yeah. I didn't. That's even worse. Anyways, yeah, because I, I, I just I really wanted a story. So anyways, I'm leaving and I'm, I'm going to the freeway pass. And I just see this homeless looking guy. You know, with the thumb out, he had like his backpack on. And I was like, this is a really bad idea. But I'm like, fuck it. Let's do it. And, <laughs> and I stopped. And no, I was good, like, no good decisions are made at 1 a.m. You're like, you know, I really don't want to, but fuck it. Because why? I don't know. We're yeah. just going to do this. I'll tell you one thing, okay? You know, you could tell he was like a pathological liar because he had these grandiose stories about how he owned a dealership in the South and oh, it was okay. stolen from him. Yeah. And uh, he was really skittish when like, I would like change lanes. You'd like, like grimace. It was really weird. Probably, I, I mean, I probably still do it unless I had like kids in the car or like, you know, a significant other. Anyways, it was, it was a good story. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Bloody FM presents Hometown Ghost Stories, a paranormal podcast that investigates a new town every week, bringing you all the hauntings from haunted houses to castles, bridges to asylums, wandering spirits demons over 100 episodes covering different towns all over the world 
Tune in to Hometown Ghost Stories live on YouTube every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern or on any podcast platform and find out if your hometown is haunted. Oh, so that was it? He was just a weirdo? And yeah, he How far did you drive? Um, so we were on the edge of Wyoming all the way to Salt Lake. Holy shit. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know what, Cleet? Good for you. Good for you. You're a good Samaritan. I couldn't do it. So all the hitchhikers out there, I'm sorry. You're going to keep walking for the next car. There was a big vehicle in front of me, so I couldn't see what was in front of that when all of a sudden the other guy starts yelling, tire, tire, and pointing ahead of us. Oh, shit. I slammed on my brakes just in time to see the SUV in front of us swerve too late as the car in front of it swerved as this massive tire that was rolling down the freeway demolished the front end of the vehicle in front of me and bounded high into the air coming down in front of my car where the steel band broke and it stopped rolling. Jesus Christ, dude, use some commas in there. That was a huge statement. I know, it's like hard to read these sometimes. <sighs> if I hadn't slammed on the brakes, it probably would have come down on top of me. He got out at the next gas station. I don't remember his name, but I think he saved my life that, that day. That's so crazy that that one moment because he decided to pick up the hitchhiker, it saved his life. Although if he didn't probably stop, he wouldn't be in that situation. Right. But he would have ahead of it. Karma. Karma. Have you seen those videos on the internet? Like just a random tire coming off a car and it like almost hits people or, or does. Or, or does. And it doesn't end up well. He has a tire for a head. <laughs> God damn. All right. So the next one is from Jimbo Paul. Sounds like Jim one Bob. of my good friends. Jim Bob. A good friend of mine told me this story years ago. He's a stereotypical old big bad trucker. I'm I've, a big bad trucker. I've been trucking all my life just like my granddaddy did and his before that. I've seen some weird stuff with him while driving in South Texas along the border. He never batted an eye, but while telling me the story, he had goosebumps and, uh, and a concerned expression. Which, from this guy, is about the equivalent of a trembling lip and a shit-stained pants. <laughs> <laughs> not like briefs like all he, the way to the pants he got goosebumps which is the equivalent of someone shitting themselves this is some good editorializing like before a story like I, i'm into this i want to know the story so oh all right i'll tell you the story in first person as he told it to me we're that, gonna get the full details very graceful i'm gonna do it for you guys too years ago in the late 90s i was on my way from the house central texas heading to laredo to pick up a load. It was early morning, around four or five. I had just come off a string of days at home, so I know I wasn't tired. I'm on one of those two-lane winding roads in the absolute middle of bumfuck nowhere. <laughs> when I see something on the side of the road at the edge of my high beams, at first, I just thought it was roadkill, as it usually is the case. As I got closer, I see it is roadkill, and there's someone crouching over the deer carcass. Oh, my. Oh, Jesus. A Wendigo. I hope it doesn't have that uh, zombie deer virus. <laughs> yeah, that stuff's really sketchy, actually. Prions, man. They're not good things. I remember thinking either this guy's taking the antlers as a trophy, or he's fucking sick. As I got closer still... I can now see that the guy's eating the fucking deer. Oh. oh my god! I just imagine like blood all over his face. Well, maybe like maybe he just maybe he's homeless and he doesn't get any meals. Bath salts? Maybe. Well, he was in Florida. Maybe he's the bath salts guy. Maybe. He's pulling chunks of meat from the stomach and bringing them up to his face. Oh my god! 
Um, you just keep going. Just go. Call the cops and be like, dude, there's someone eating a dead deer on this road. Yeah. At this point, he stops mid-motion and looks up at me. Oh, my God. Not at my truck, but at me. He slash it stands up, and that's when I see that it's fucking huge, brown and covered in hair. Oh, is this some Bigfoot story? I, I think you're right. I remember thinking at this point, oh, fuck. You know, he thinks like me. You know, real simple. Oh, fuck. <laughs> this thing is standing on the tiny shoulder looking at me. By this point, maybe three seconds have passed, and I'm about to the point in the road he's standing at. I don't even think of stopping. In fact, I start to lay on it and get the hell out of there. <laughs> Good job. Yeah, right. I'm going pa- to stop and be like, are you Bigfoot? Are you that Bigfoot fellow they're always talking about? <laughs> Can I, I take a picture that's not blurry? <laughs> <laughs> Hold still. There's like this, my favorite thing in Futurama where there's like these like clear like aliens and like Bigfoot things. And there's this crazy camera cameraman that takes pictures of them. And it's like the classic blurry photos from people from the past, like Loch Ness. Dude, every picture so of, funny. of the cryptids is super blurry. To reiterate, as I'm passing it, it's looking at me. Again, not at the truck. It's looking through the driver's side windshield at me. He's obviously has intelligence to know that there's a driver in there and knows where I'm sitting. As I start to pass him, I can see its head above the hood of the old needle-nosed Pete, which is an old trucking design where the hood goes straight out from the windshield, known to be known for being tall and difficult to see around. So this thing's pretty fucking tall is what he's saying. Um, this thing is fucking giant. <laughs> okay. Thanks for the clarification yeah. on the clarification. I remember seeing what looked like human intelligence in his eyes. It scared the shit out of me. So, uh, yeah, it was uh, Bigfoot. You're right. All right. Just eating a deer. This one is from bullet underscore ball underscore Bjorn. My dad is a truck driver, and about 13, 15 years ago, while resting at the side of the road, he woke up in the morning seeing that his entire trailer was robbed empty. My dad's a heavy sleeper, but his cargo could not have been stolen without at least a forklift, (laughs) and everyone would have woken up by a forklift unloading a trailer. My dad suspects the robbers used a pump to get some kind of chloroform into his cabin to make sure he couldn't wake up. Oh my god. Jesus Christ. That's aggressive. I mean, he must have been carrying something super, like, worth it, because they're like, let's just load it with chloroform, he's gonna sleep through, we'll just take the whole fucking trailer. That's crazy. Hmm. Reminds me of, like, Fast and the Furious, but a little no, more they plausible. Just they just would have flown a take into it and picked it up with a helicopter. <laughs> All right, this one is from Jason Voorhees, the 13th. Ah. ah. Respectable. I didn't know Jason Voorhees was a Redditor. Yeah. My great uncle was a long-haul trucker, and he swears that one time he was driving down the road to see two guys pull a rolled-up carpet out of a trunk of their car and throw it in the river. Whether that's true or not, sorry. Why are you laughing? Can you imagine seeing that? <laughs> like, oh my I god. I mean, a little bit. <laughs> Whether that's true or not, I don't know. But it's still creepy nonetheless. I mean, there's better ways to dispose of carpet. All right, there's a comment to this. And it goes, it was probably true. My friend, his wife, and several neighbors last year saw a large car drive to the river at the end of the street in Indianapolis and dumped a girl's body. Ooh. Hey. All in broad daylight at like 2 p.m. Of course, the car sped away. My friend and another neighbor run up the side of the river, and it's definitely a girl slash woman's body. Said he wanted to throw up and did later on. 
The girl slash woman had obviously been murdered. They got the license plate, but I do not know if the people were ever caught. This <laughs> this one's from Loser Face. Said <laughs> someone dumped a body in my backyard in Indy like last May. I would what? guess not murdered though, just OD'd. Dude, I, I oh always make jokes God. about throwing my trash over the fence. I was going to say, anytime you don't want something, you just throw it over the fence. So if they just didn't want <laughs> this body, body in there, yep. I was like, what the? That's insignificant. Just a body. She's like, hey, oh my you God. take care of it. Jesus Christ, people. All right. This one comes from The Gargoyle. Not just any gargoyle, but The He gargoyle. started it all. Okay. So here is a spook for you. And to this day, I still have no idea what the fuck. <laughs> I'm intrigued. OMG. So I was in the Virginia, Maryland area and had a lot of work-related sites ranging from downtown Baltimore to Virginia Beach and all around. Friday wrapped up and I hit the road to some social arrangements I had made for the weekend. I'm going to start saying that. I've made some social arrangements this yes, weekend. Yes, quite indubitably. Quaint. Do you have any social arrangements tomorrow night, Cleve? <laughs> I'm busy, man. Sorry. Just okay. Shut up. Okay. Spent the weekend with friends out in various parts of Virginia, got dragged off to other places even further out, the usual weekend fun times. Someone OD'd and I threw their body in the backyard. <laughs> I got dragged off to other places I couldn't remember. They were just dragging me all over the fucking country. All right, here comes the spooks. It's late Sunday night when I have to leave. Have is bold. Or I'm not going to be able to get home in time to start my thankfully late afternoon Monday. I'm fully rested. I didn't do any drinking. I'm not into drugs. Okay. Boring. On the highway at about 3 a.m. in the middle of bumfuck nowhere between Roanoke and D.C., absolutely nobody around. I'm cruising along in the left lane simply because nobody else is around. No headlights for the past hour. No taillights either. No road lamps either. It's dark. It's mildly damp. It's foggy. I have the music up. I'm feeling good. All is fine. And then I just happen to look to the left. And there is a fucking dog barking at me. A German shepherd in a, pa in a car passenger seat. Somewhat blue glow from the instruments inside the car. And it's got its face to its window and it's barking its head off at me. I get a good hard look at it too. Because at first my brain is not registering cop car, dummy. Uh-oh. <laughs> no. Uh-oh. But he's not into drugs or alcohol, so he's yeah. good. I'm doing 90 plus in a 75. I promptly have the oh shit moment when the dog, the instruments, the white crown Vic light bar all click in my brain after a second hard look. I put my foot on the brakes and start slowing down hard but safe to pull over. I even put my blinker on to start shifting lanes over to the right to pull over because, wait, there is no shoulder on the left side of this road. I look back Ooh. to my left where there is still no shoulder or room for another car and it's just gone. No trace. I slammed my brakes and stopped in the middle of the fucking highway, flipped on all my light bars, and even looked around with my handheld spot. There was nothing. What? No taillights, no headlights, no engine sounds, nothing. Wow. So, so ghost cop dog. Yep. There are no other tire marks in the damp but mine, and I can see for a nice long distance both ways. Nothing. My vehicle had great visibility and a lot of extra lighting, off-road SUV with the trimmings. There's no possible way somebody pulled a sneaky, let alone drove that fast on wet sloped grass and rocks on the left side. So, yep, there you have it. Ghost cop and his dog didn't like me speeding, apparently. <laughs> he was just trying to make sure you were safe. 
Such a build-up to such a nothing. I'll tell you a funny story. Okay. So when I was 16, just learned how to drive. I remember I was driving my little Toyota Corolla. It was like um, 1998 or something. Um, Anyways, I'm going like 45, and uh, it's like a 35. And uh, I see a cop radaring me, and like I freaked out, and like I hit the brakes, but I was new at driving, <laughs> so like I braked hard, and like my whole body went into the the, the steering wheel, and I just passed the, the cop, just going <laughs> on the on the on the on the, on the, horn? the yeah on the horn, and he didn't pull me <laughs> he didn't pull me over, <laughs> but I <laughs> see this guy like speeding and. Now I'm looking at him all terrible look on your face. You're like crying. Yeah. Oh my. He probably felt bad for you. Yeah. He's like, I'm not gonna. That guy just embarrassed the hell out of himself. Yeah. We're gonna let him go. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. It is. I mean, it was really oh embarrassing. Oh my god. Cool. All right. Only <sighs> you could pull something like that off. I didn't get a ticket. Say. I'm happy. All right. So hang on. Yeah. So that's what we need to do to get out of a ticket. You just see a cop who just slam on the brakes and hit the horn. You just piss your pants. I'm gonna do that next time. I'm just kidding. Just <laughs> like Tommy Boy. Out. Just pretend you're being swarmed by bees. I mean, bees? swarmed by bees. I'm allergic to bees. Me too. <laughs> we'll come back later. All right. Here's the next one. It's from Ishavalen Warrior something something. My dad has several stories from hauling logs in Idaho and driving trucks through Utah and Nevada. Hauling logs, isn't that another term for having a shit? <laughs> he took some famous shits. You're going to go haul a log. I'm going to punish his toilet. I'm going to go pinch a loaf, punish the porcelain, take the Browns to the Super Bowl. <laughs> so many different ways funny. to shit. The Browns to the Super Bowl. <laughs> that's, that's a tough shit. All right. Build a statue. Making fudge. My favorite is from actually just in his pickup going through Utah. That's that a shady place. Made no scent. Yeah. He said there was a light keeping pace with him out in the desert on a moonless night. It kept pace with him for a minute before it disappeared and his truck turned off. Aliens. Aliens. Maybe Skinwalker Ranch. Who knows? He stopped and turned it on and pulled off at the next diner. The folks in the diner called it a common occurrence. Not to stop you again, we're going on a lot of story tangents here, but speaking of Skinwalker Ranch, did you know that uh, uh, Post Malone got to walk through it recently? Dude, he gets everything. Literally. Like, he's, he's fan- like I like him as a person and stuff, but like, he has money and they, he just shows up and they're like, yeah, let's just go walk through it. Why not? No one else can. Yeah. I want to go through it so bad. I just want to climb the fence. And literally, he's just like, yeah, he just shows up. He's like, hey, I'm Post Malone. He's like, hey, do you want to come over and, and we'll just walk through all this alien territory? The creepiest is when he was hauling logs in Idaho. Wait, what? A common occurrence. Okay, so that that so that's story one. Um, here's another one. The creepiest is when he was hauling logs in Idaho and was coming down from near Sierra Deline area during a snowy winter night. He was putting on chains before heading down a steep grade and said all of the hair stood up on his body. It felt like there was something watching him. Halfway down the switchbacks, he saw a large figure standing on a 20-foot-tall embankment. <laughs> embankment. He was eating a deer. It was a dark watcher. As he got closer, it jumped down, and the shoulders were just as tall as the cab, Bigfoot. In a single bound, it leaped down and then leaped over to the other side of the embankment. At that time, he thought it was a Sasquatch. Now he says it probably was a demon trying to make him crash. He didn't stop to remove the chains until he's well away from the mountain. 
All right, this comes from Ace of Spades 161. There's three different stories. We'll start with creepiest. Ooh, I like this. Wait, do all, do all the categories. So we have creepiest, paranormal, or just batshit crazy. Damn. So let's, let's start with creepiest. Okay. Driving I-30 through Texas and Arkansas, I would see what looked like animals or faces popping out of the bushes, but longer than a glance proved nothing there. They had just paved the highway, and there was hardly any traffic. I was dead tired. It was super dark. Highway hypnosis, I suppose. I, I, I know we keep butting in, but I got to tell you a story. Go for it. Okay, when I was married, um, I worked a full shift, and my wife was like, hey, let's go visit my parents in Nebraska. And I was like, all right. You, know, you just I, got off work. She's like, hey, we're going to Nebraska yeah, that's tonight. It's a, a long drive, man. It was like I got off at 9 p.m., so we we start driving down there and around 3 a.m. Why wouldn't you just leave the next morning? I don't know, man. But 3 a.m. we're driving, okay? And she's asleep. <laughs> you know, of course she is. She's like, let's day. just go take a drive. I'm driving down there, and I I, I don't know if I was hallucinating because I was like like Britain. I was tired. I bet. Um, and I kept thinking that I saw like the remnants of roadkill blood on on the road. Like I would just see these series of like what looked like blood on the road. I was like, what the fuck? It's just the bloodshot and your eyes starting to develop. Well, like I don't red lines. You're like, oh my god, it's blood. I don't know if it was like the snow melt, maybe what they used to melt the snow, but it looked like blood in the road. I was like, what the fuck? That's you shouldn't have been like. Why didn't she drive? She was sleeping. Well, yeah, but she, you worked all day. She's like, let's we're, go to Nebraska. We're not married, we're not married anymore. Oh, that's what yeah. did it. Yeah, because yeah, these damn trips in so Nebraska. I went, I went to get that pack of cigarettes, and I never came back. <laughs> well, probably the best pack of cigarettes you ever got, my friend. All right, let's talk about the paranormal story. When I went to local driving, my route ran near an air reserve base in Indiana, so you'd see planes and helicopters pretty often. One night, about 2 a.m., I was headed to pick up another load when I saw a bright green light in the corner of my windshield. It was too, it was too low to be an aircraft. It moved pretty slowly, then darted, and I lost sight of it behind some trees I drove by. Typical. I saw a UFO shit. But I still think it was just a helicopter or a jet that I saw at the perfect angle that turned out, that turned after a takeoff. The jet pilots have broken the sound barrier over town a couple times in the past, sonic boom, so a jet flying abnormally isn't necessarily out of the realm of possibility. Could be a Harrier jet. You know what those are, right? Mm -hmm. They lift themselves off and then... Then gone. All right, let's finish off with just batshit crazy. Ooh. Driving south on I-75 in the winter in Ohio... I witnessed a compact car like a Cobalt or similar get on the on-ramp to merge into I-75 North and lost control. They went sideways, fell at least six feet off the ramp and onto the shoulder of the interstate, landing on all four wheels. Spun 360 degrees and then proceeded to merge into traffic like it was fucking nothing. <laughs> Blew my fucking mind. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Oh, my God. The CB radio was going fucking nuts for about five minutes. <laughs> Holy shit, who else just fucking saw that? <laughs> Dude, if I, um, I feel like I'd do the same thing if something crazy happened. Just act natural if you didn't die. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> Dropping six feet in the ramp, doing 360... <laughs> that's some Vin Diesel shit in Fast and the Furious. Dude, I'm doing too many stories. I have another story. Of course you do. Your life is just full of stories, Cleet. It's not that great, but you know, I used to work at I Am Flash, which is in Lehigh. They're shutting down the plant, apparently. So when 19, I drove a, a Ford Mustang, okay? And uh, I worked 6 p.m. to 6 a.m., right? The good old 12-er. 
And I remember I got off one night and it snowed like crazy and they didn't plow the roads and I'm in a Ford Mustang. I remember I'm driving down back to my house to my parents and I like on the road, I remember specifically I saw a car that went off the road on, on the side because they lost control and there was a cop helping them. Yeah. And I specifically remember just kind of like, <laughs> like laughing at him. Like, like right after my laugh, I just started losing control of my car. And I swear to God, I did a full 360. Okay. And then I got control back and just kept driving. Yeah. I'd done that too. So what, two years ago, we had a pretty bad snowstorm. And I, so at the time I lived, I lived about 35 minutes away. If it's snowing, it takes me probably a good hour to get home because you know, the roads are so bad. And I was in my Toyota Tacoma, which has four wheel drive, mind you. And I'm on the freeway just going slow and just I must have just hit a terrible patch. But like in the middle of the freeway, complete 360, same thing though. I just picked right up and just kept going. Like I I was shaking, but I'm like, that probably looks so fucking cool. That's what like, I that thought. That looks so cool. <laughs> like cars around me, like he did that on like just and then just keep going. It was probably the most smooth 360 that's ever happened in my life. Yeah. I forgot to say when I did mine, like I was like looking around, like, am I going to hit another car? Like what's going to happen? Like, yeah, Ew, I don't like it. So, yeah, I hope up? someone recorded that. Cause that's kind of cool. This one is from Biff McGee. <laughs> <laughs> is that like a stunt driver? <laughs> I drove by a marsh every night when I was going home from work. One night I saw a car pulled over with hazards on dude was head to toe covered in blood. No crash, no injury, just covered in blood. Was it oh Carrie? God, it, it was Carrie when she was leaving she the just school. Left the high school. Yeah, I love the comment. Maybe he just had one hell of a bloody nose. He <laughs> just sprayed, bathed in it. <laughs> ah! <laughs> He's like splashing it all over himself. <laughs> I mean, hey, if it if it gives you a crazy appearance, why not? <laughs> Cops, come here. What happened? My nose faucets. <laughs> when I get a bloody nose, it just bleeds. Sir, I think you bled leaders. You need to go to the hospital. Okay, this is from Papita Wu. My dad told me and my brothers this story when we were growing up, and it's always stuck with me, particularly on long drives when I'm feeling a bit sleepy, like when you're going to Arkansas at 6 a.m. Nebraska. It's still Like when you're going a to Nebraska place. at 6 a.m. I'm getting the states all mixed up. He's driving somewhere at 6 Arkansas. The first time I remember hearing it was after I asked him if angels were real. Oh, I was probably seven or eight years old. Your kid asked you that, what'd you say? If angels were real? Yeah. Are you going to say God doesn't exist and when you die nothing happens? Are you going to say that? You look at him directly in the eyes when he say it? <laughs> I just like, look at him like, just complete blank, like, when you die, it's nothing. And then just walk on and continue. Yeah. Damn. I don't know. That's... <laughs> That's dark. Me and your parents die. We won't be around. <laughs> we you might die, think there's a die. spiritual force of us watching. Now nah, we're, no, we're gone. We're in the we're in the dirt. I'm just you know worms are eating my body. <laughs> you just see his face like open his mouth like agape. He's like, oh my god. <laughs> he drove trucks decades ago before I was born and before labor laws around limits and brakes were more standard. I'm assuming it's different now? Question mark. Yes, it's different. Yeah. He'd fairly regularly accept calls that would extend his shift to where he was driving 24 or 36 hours Damn. or more without a break longer than a quick bathroom or fast food stop. See, that's a tough job. You probably had a bucket in there, too. Yeah. That's when you just get the good old Mountain Dew bottle out. My dad has a pretty mathematical brain. He's the type to make up logic puzzles out of something totally mundane just for fun. Whenever we were driving around town, he'd regularly ask me things like, how long would it take us to get 
from home to the store if we were going 30 miles per hour, but had to stop for five minutes in the middle because a family of kittens were crossing the road, etc. It reminds me of that funny story. Again, another pause, which is full of stories today, but that Facebook video where he's, this guy's like asking his wife, like, if we were driving, or, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, what is it? It's like 60 miles. Yeah. If we were going, if we had to go 60 miles and we were driving 60 miles an hour, how long would it take us? And she's like, well, it depends on how inflated the tires are and all this stuff. And he's like, no, if we're going 60 miles an hour, how long would it take us to go 60 miles? And she just could not get it. I laughed so hard. I got got a question for you real quick, okay? All right. We're live on air. We're not live. If a dozen of eggs is 12 cents, how much does it cost for 100 eggs? A dollar. Yeah. Was that a real joke? Yeah, some people don't get it. Oh, it's a dollar. I mean, it's good. I mean... I was I was like waiting for the punchline. Like, what are you talking about? I was hoping you're like, ah, oh, you're dumb. You're an idiot. <laughs> He'd come up with similar equations for himself while he was driving solo that involved things he was seeing like odometer, mileage markers, the time, and then he could test his speed based on the equation, etc. So he's so bored that he's asking himself math questions. I would. I I feel like we think the same way to a degree. I'd be the same way. I just talk to myself. Like when I'm driving somewhere, I will literally like have conversations with myself. Like I'm talking to someone else. I don't know why. It just, it passes the time. So that's why when I was driving with you that one time, you kept saying, I hate myself. I hate myself. I hate myself. (laughs) Was I saying that out loud? Shit. One night after having already driven a particularly long day, he noticed his eyes getting droopier and the whole roll down the window and blast the music up thing didn't seem to be helping much. It was a rainy night on a pretty windy mountain road with a shoulder to pull over safely. So he started doing those logic games out loud to keep alert and awake. He was saying something to the effect of, I just passed mile marker 146. So what time will it be when I reach 200 if I'm going 55 miles per hour? Then he closed his eyes, took a deep breath, and felt his head do the nod jerk thing, which woke him up with a gasp. That's scary. You have to pull over at that point. He opened his eyes to see he was driving straight towards mile marker 158, which would have sent his whole truck tumbling down a random-ass mountain ravine. He was able to correct the course safely back, but it was a matter of seconds between that reality and certain death. Yeah, that's crazy. I think I've only ever been that tired driving once, and it's like I I have to pull over. I've been twice. It's scary because, like, I get afraid to blink. Because, like, your blinks get longer. You're like, mm-hmm. I, nope, that's not okay. He insists to this day that he slept through 12 miles of windy mountain road going 60 <laughs> miles per hour. 12 miles? Muscle memory, man. Only to wake up right at the last moment between life and death. I mean, can you imagine driving a semi asleep for 12 miles? You got 12 minutes of sleep. Woo! The story usually ends with, te- with him tearing up saying, I don't know if there's angels, but I know there's something bigger going on in this universe that our human brains have been able to understand yet. I'm cool. assuming that it meant not able to understand. Yeah. If I wouldn't have woken up right when I did, you kids wouldn't be here today, and that's something that feels pretty close to spiritual. <laughs> I like the comment. Jesus, take the wheel while I take a nap for the next 12 miles. Kate, thanks. <laughs> Kate, it. thanks. I love it. Jesus, take Slim the Jim, wheel. Slim Jim, you hit that. This is this one is from S. Craig. Scrag. Scrag. My grand, <laughs> my grand, my grandfather was in the air force, and one night he was driving back to the base. Maybe I can't quite remember. And he saw a woman standing on the side of the road in a long white dress at around two a.m. That's La Mayora. Run away. 
He circled back to ask if she needed help, and she was nowhere to be seen. He searched for her for about an hour before giving up and decided to leave it alone. When he decided to go on his way, he had a strong feeling that he needed to switch lanes as he was on the road in the middle of the night, so he had no idea why. And just ahead on the road, there was a broken down truck with no hazards on that he would have hit and probably been killed by if he stayed in the lane he had been in. To this day, he's convinced the woman was trying to warn him like an omen or something. Again, truckers talk about this all the time. They see apparitions like a black dog or anything else. And that's like an omen for something. Or sometimes they just get a quick nap to rejuvenate. Maybe it is a black dog and they ran over it. This is from Gozi NYR. I was 23. My newly married husband and I decided decided driving team would be fun adventure after college rather than jumping into the nine to five. I've actually heard that like some like the driving teams is actually pretty cool because I mean you get to yeah. go and see places all the time. You're constantly moving. I'd do I don't it. think. I mean, if I was younger and didn't have a kid, I'd do it. But right now, there's no way. I'd do it for retirement, maybe. I was down in Arizona on a long stretch of nothing about 4 a.m. when a guy pulled up next to me waving his CB. I never left mine on. Listening to those guys' bullshit was just irritating. (laughs) I turned on my CB, and he told me I had blown a tire. I thanked him, figuring I would stop at the next truck stop. He kept harassing me to pull over and check my tire for a good 40 miles. I finally got to a next town and pilot truck stop, got out and checked my truck. No blown tires anywhere. Oh, yeah, good thing he didn't stop. No clue what that guy would have done to me, but so glad I trusted my gut and didn't stop. Not paranormal, but I have plenty of stories as a young woman on the road. Oof. All right. This one is by VSEC. In the early 1990s, I was driving from a small town in Orlando, Canada, to Florida. I just got past the border around 3 a.m., and I found out one of the roads I needed to turn on was closed. There was no one around, so I looked at my map and decided to turn around and take a different road. As I made the turn, I immediately knew that I shouldn't have gone this way. It was a tiny one-way street. Oh, shit. Oh, God. And there was was trash scattered all over. It looked like there was a huge group of people there, but there was no one. No streetlights, no other cars or houses, or any reason for anyone to be there. I was so creeped out that I turned around and went the correct way. The story isn't paranormal, but it is unusual. There was also a time where it was late at night again, and I was near Renfrew, Ontario, driving on an old, bumpy, twisty road. There was no one around. I looked to the left and saw a face. Oh, Oh, man. Just Um, a big old face. (laughs) It looked like a horse. (gasps) The hell? I immediately stopped the car and noticed that there was a horse following (laughs) me. It was a horse. Uh, After a few minutes, another another car pulled up, and they were looking for the horse. This one ended up with a farmer taking the horse back. It really freaked me out there. <laughs> just driving Jesus. you see some horse like, Jesus Christ. All right, this is from Toxic Waste 331. Saw a clown staggering down an alley in the city back facing us while we were coming to a stoplight at like 1 a.m. I don't care where you're at. You fucking go. Man, he turns around. It's like one of those sad clowns. It's like, sad Dude, you just go. I don't care. That you, you don't no. fuck with the clown. You that's got You got to be. You got to investigate this. No. Yeah. And then Cleet was never heard from again. The but, end. Hey, clown. <laughs> Did you not see the Joker? That's what happens when you mess with clowns, bro. Won't be mean. 
looked like he was still blowing balloons or masturbating. Because <laughs> it's like it looks like the same thing. Not seeing his face made it more ominous. I'm not sure if it's either really creepy or sad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Maybe he was on his way to abduct children, or maybe he was blind drunk after a long day. <laughs> <laughs> the comment, wow, balloons is a lucky guy. What the fuck does that even mean? Because <laughs> still blowing balloons. <laughs> okay, that's a, okay, uh, I need to know some more of these replies. We're going to look at these comments because that's pretty great. Oh, you can give an award to this comment. Did you blow bubbles as a kid? Well, he is back in town and wants your number. <laughs> oh, You made me laugh out loud, but you've got 69 upvotes and, up and I don't want to ruin it. Yeah, we laughed out loud. This is a pretty good good story. This one's from Yorkshire Teapot. I'm a truck driver in the UK. Was driving through rural Scotland one night, going down a country lane. All of a sudden, I started to see flashing lights come through the trees. I bet that's a gorgeous drive through Scotland. Are you kidding me? Lights of all colors flashing through the trees and causing some really freaky looking shadows on the road. I'm not a believer in aliens or anything, but my first thought was... UFOs. Safe to say I put my foot down got out of there. It's always funny when they're like, I don't believe in it, but my first thought was that. I bet it was a... Oh, I was going to say it's a rave. Okay. Found out the next day it was a rave happening in a field. (laughs) (laughs) At the time, it didn't... But at the time, it didn't half scare me. I wonder if that's where that clown was coming from. He was just drugged out of his mind. Look at my balloons. They're so happy. (laughs) Look at Bubbles. He's my friend. (laughs) All right. Well, that's going to wrap things up tonight. Hopefully you enjoyed this Reddit episode. These are my favorite by far. I just love sharing my personal stories because they seem to just come up. Yeah, we had a lot of personal stories this time, especially you. It seemed like you could just connect with... I'm surprised you didn't have a personal story of a clown in an alley. A lot of therapy, Britton. A lot of therapy. You got to tuck some of that stuff down deep. Yeah. But if you have personal stories that you want us to cover or certain topics that you like, send them our way at entertheabysspod at gmail.com. We are always open to suggestions. We'd love to hear from all of you. Like, share, and subscribe, and as always, thank you for entering the abyss. Until next time.